Are you currently avoiding performance managing someone because it's just too hard or you don't know how they'll react? They're just a different they they're just a difficult person, so you don't want to poke the bear. Well, in this episode, I'll be talking about performance management, why you should be doing performance management and how you can do it without feeling like you're poking the bear. Let's dig in. As Christian women in leadership, we often find ourselves struggling with the balance between implementing faith-based leadership principles and the worldly perspectives of our colleagues and team members. You once felt passionate about leadership, but have often come up against people with fixed mindsets who are unwilling to change. You feel like giving up and stepping out of your leadership role because is it really worth it? Friend, you're in the right place. Here we're not only going to talk about the challenges, we're going to tackle them head on with a faith-based approach that's both practical and empowering. So, if you're ready to transform your leadership journey, to set boundaries that make a real impact, and to create a workplace culture where both you and your team can thrive, then join me in uncovering the strategies, wisdom, and godly guidance that will lead you to success. I'm Rekha Whelan, and welcome to the Woman of Faith in Leadership podcast. Together, we're going to navigate leadership with faith as our foundation. Let's get started. Grab your coffee or water, keep that notebook and pen handy, and let's jumpstart your leadership. So you've employed someone, they were absolutely great the first couple of months and they passed their probation with flying colors. But all of a sudden you start noticing that their performance drops. They're just not as interested in their job as they were anymore. And they seemingly don't care about their job anymore. Now the first thing you do is you check in with them to see if they're okay because you care about your people and you wonder, well, maybe something's going on in their personal life, but nothing seems untoward and their performance is lacking and it's really taking a toll on you, on your team and on the organizations, the organization. Then at the end of the year, when you do the annual performance review, you notice that they didn't meet any of their KPIs and this is then an indication to you that oh, the big bad scary word has to happen performance management yes performance management has to happen <laughs> okay so performance management doesn't have to be as scary as what we make it out to be okay but what i do want to say is that if you follow a process with performance management that is the same process every single time well then there's going to be consistency when you are implementing performance management and you don't have to be scared about the process anymore because you know exactly what to do but also then it's predictable for your team because they know that they're going to be kept accountable by you implementing performance management if they don't actually perform the way that they should be. Because remember everything, well not everything, but a lot of things boils down to accountability. If you're not gonna keep your team accountable and talk to them about what they should and should not be doing or achieve and should not be achieving or anything like that, then they're just gonna walk all over you, they're gonna walk all over the organization and you guys are not gonna perform very well as a team. And I don't want that for you. Accountability is really, really, really important. However, I just want to make this disclaimer. 
you should always seek legal advice from your legal counsel at work or from your human resources department when it comes to performance management. You should never implement performance management without the prior knowledge of your line manager or your human resources department because there can be legal implications when it comes to performance management. But I know that every organization is set up differently. The org chart looks different for every organization and what you can do might be different from what another leader may be able to do in their organization. However, when it comes to performance management, I don't want you to function in a silo. I don't want you to do it alone. I want you to have the necessary support that you require as well, because it can be quite taxing when it comes to performance management. Okay, so let's get into the nitty gritty stuff. Okay, so at their annual performance review, you let them know that you've noticed that they're struggling a bit and that they've not met their KPIs. Okay, and you give them some tangible examples. Okay, the examples are going to be crucial because they're just going to get defensive and they're just going to say, no, no, I don't think you've got that right or X, Y, and Z. But it's very crucial that you come with examples. Now, you don't have to wait until the annual performance review. If it's mid-year and you need to do it mid-year, then you call them in and you say, look, I've noticed that, that you're not meeting these KPIs. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? And then they can tell you a little bit more about that. And you can say, well, you know, these are the examples where I've seen personally that you've not met your KPIs or you know, I've spoken to this person who's your line manager or who's in a more senior role and they're very concerned because you're not meeting those KPIs and you're not doing the job that's, that's expected of you in your job description or that we discussed during your induction or your training last year. Okay. Then just let them talk. Just listen, let them talk. 99% of people are reasonable and are going to tell you what's going on. They might have lost passion for the job. They're thinking about moving into a different job role. They've got issues going on at home that they've not wanted to talk to you about X, Y, and Z. Okay, so you've got two options here. If there's personal stuff going on in their personal life, and that's the reason why they have not met their KPIs or they've really underperformed at work, then show a lot of compassion and say to them, okay, look, I understand that you've been going through a really tough time and I'm really sorry about that. But please remember that we are still a business and we, we do still have things that need to happen. We've got customers, we've got processes that need still need to run. So potentially it might be best if you take a little bit of time off work, come back refreshed, and then we'll revisit this again when you return. Because remember, you don't want to just let it go. Because then anybody will know that they can just make up a story and they'll get away with it. We don't want that. Okay. So then you can say, look, I think you need to take a bit of time off, but we will revisit this when you come back. And then you have to be true to your word. You have to revisit this again when they come back. Okay. It's very important. Keep to your word. Okay. When they do then come back or... Then in the meeting, for example, in that same APR meeting or middle of the year meeting, if you feel like you're ready to go ahead with performance management and you want to start talking to them about that, you're still going to show compassion and you're going to say, look, I've, I can see that this is a real big issue for you. 
but from an organization's perspective, we also have to think what's the best, what's the best for organization. We, we really care for our people. And I, as, as your line manager, I care a lot for you and I can see that you've been struggling. But it's also my role and my duty as your manager and as your line manager to, to, to see how I can help you to perform better. Because ultimately, if my team doesn't perform well, then we bring the organization down. And I don't want that for you. I don't want that for our team. I don't want that for me. We're a team, we're a unit, we spend a lot of time together. So what needs to happen, because this is not something that I have a choice in necessarily, but what needs to happen is that I need to, prov to provide you with support to meet those KPIs and to, to so that you can perform better. Because clearly you are struggling, but guess what? I'm here to support you because I care for you. So let's see what plan can we make and, and how we can achieve goals that you can, uh, in six weeks, you can say, okay, I, you know, I've done this and, 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 and it feels amazing because that's what I want for you. I want you in the next six weeks to focus on your performance, on what's gone wrong and everything. And I'm going to be here to support you. I'm going to provide you with training. We can, we're going to meet on a weekly basis and we're going to discuss this because I'm invested. I'm invested in you. You matter to me. But what this process will look like is the following, okay? And I know it, it's a big, scary word called performance management, but I don't want you to think about that as a big, scary word. That's just the formal wording for it, okay? But basically what the process is, is just now in this meeting or tomorrow, um, because we've run out of time today, we're going to come up with three goals, three goals, just three goals, not more than three goals, that you feel and that I feel you will be able to achieve in the next six weeks, and you know what, I'm even going to, we're going to sit together and we're going to come up with the steps of every single thing that you need to do to achieve all three of those goals. Maybe it's only two goals, maybe it's only one goal, but what we're going to come up with step by step of what you need to do to achieve that goal. We're then going to look at a date. We're going to definitely look at the date in six weeks so that you can have that date in the back of your mind of when you need to achieve that. But to help you, I'm going to meet with you on a weekly basis. We're going to meet every single Friday at 10 o'clock and we're going to discuss the progress that you've made because I'm here to support you. I want to help you. And if, if you needed further training or if we, in a week's time you say to me, oh, wow, I've slashed through that goal, then we'll celebrate together. Okay. I'm, we're going to discuss what resources you need and we're going to discuss if there's anybody else that needs to support you. And we're going to look what will success look like or how will it be measured because it's extremely important to me that I want to see you make progress. I want to see you slash these goals. I want to see you do them because you're a very valuable member of the team. Okay. So, okay. So then they're going to feel away really, they're going to go away from that meeting feeling amazing because they're not going to feel bogged down by the fact that they're now on performance management and that, you know, that because yes, this is a formal process and you've said that now. Yes, the formal wording is performance management, but I'm here for you and I want to support you because I've seen this so many times. If you go into that meeting and say, okay, let you make it formal and you say, okay, well, you're on performance management now. If you don't make progress within the next six weeks, the organization is going to let you go. So you have a decision to make here. What are you going to do? What is the difference between me saying that the way I just said that and that beautiful, compassionate connection speech that I just gave to that person who 
who is going to want to work with me? The person who I care for or the person who I just sat down in a formal meeting and said, well, it's your choice. If you don't want to perform, then well, the organization is going to let you go. I mean, wow. Okay. <laughs> there was a clear difference between the two approaches. Okay. So then on a weekly basis, you're going to sit with this person and you're going to track their progress. Very, 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 very crucial. You're going to track their progress. You're going to document everything. Remember, after that first meeting, when you've set the three goals, uh, you've discussed the steps, you've set the dates in motion, you have to email it to them, you have to put it in writing. Every single thing that you do during a performance management needs to be in writing, okay? Because they can turn around and say, no, I actually never had that meeting with Rika. So please, please, please do yourself a favor, document everything after every single meeting even if it's just a quick summary thank you for meeting with me today this is what we discussed and this is what we dis this is what we went through today and this is what you discussed that you were going to do next week and this is what I'm going to keep you accountable for okay so then go track their progress every week okay when it comes to the end of the six weeks okay and you can clearly see that they're not going to make their goals all right again two methods here. Number one, they're being difficult. They're being difficult. They don't want to achieve their goals. You've supported them. You've been compassionate with them, but they're being difficult. They just don't want to achieve their goals. All right, now it's time to become more formal because now you're going to say, look, you know, I've, I've now sat with you for six weeks and I can. Uh, you are showing me with your attitude and with your body language that you have no indication of achieving these goals. And, um, you know, I've given up my time over these last six weeks to support you and to help you. But it is quite clear to me. And even as you're sitting across from the table to me right now with crossed arms and with a bit of a frown on your face, not even looking me in the eye, it's clear to me that you have no intention of meeting these goals. Am I, am I correct in saying that? They might ignore you. They might say yes, or they might say no, or they might get defensive. But again, remember, their reaction is not on you, okay? If you have ever felt that you don't want to deal with conflict because you don't know how the other person is going to react, I've said this in a previous episode, their reaction is not on you. It, whatever they react, it's not on you. Don't take it personally. It's their, it's, it's their thing, Okay. Remember to document that whole conversation that you had and you document their verbal and nonverbal language as well. Okay, then you give them another three weeks. Okay, you're going to say to them, all right, look, this is becoming more formal now because unfortunately you're not making any progress. You're also not indicating to me that you want to make any progress. So then this is what's going to happen next. Okay, so this is, so just to interrupt myself, this is very crucial it, it will depend highly on what your organization's policies or procedures are here, okay? Because at this point, one organization might want to give a written warning now and say, okay, you've been on a performance management plan for six weeks, you've made no progress, and you've also shown no indication that you want to make a progress, we're going to give you a written warning. Okay, some organizations might want to do that. Other organizations might say, no, it's a verbal warning first, okay? Okay, this is what's going to happen next. I have discussed this with the HR department and I have also discussed it with my line manager and we feel that it is appropriate at this point in time to give you a verbal warning or to give you a written warning and to say that it's very concerning to us that you don't want to make any progress 
you know, you're employed here and you're receiving a salary for the job that you've signed up for, you've signed a contract, you've signed a code of conduct, and you agreed to all the terms of working here. But unfortunately, at this point in time, you're not meeting that because you are refusing to meet your KPIs, you're refusing to meet your basic job description, and this is becoming a problem. So what I want to do, okay, what I want to do is I'm going to give you another three weeks because I'm committed, we're all committed, we want to see you improve and we want to see you potentially change, have a change of heart towards our organization and towards how you feel. So we're going to give you an additional three weeks to meet these goals. I'll still meet with you on a weekly basis, but I want to support you and I want to help you. But just know that this is more formal now. And, and unfortunately, unless you change your attitude or unless you come to the table and meet me halfway, there's not going to be any progress here. Okay, so what do you say? Are you willing to work with me? What do you want to do? Okay, so at this point in time, some people will actually resign right there and then. Okay, so some people might say it's not worth it. Um, they giving me a written warning. It's become more formal. I don't want to be terminated in three weeks. Uh, I'd rather resign because I don't want a termination on my record. Okay, whereas other people might step up to the plate and say, okay, yes, I put my hand up, you know, I've really been struggling. Uh, this is the reason why. Can you please help and support me? Okay. The other thing is if if the person's made progress and they've, and they've made their goals within the six weeks, well, then that is it. That's literally it. You're going to say to them, you know, so proud of you, well done for meeting all your goals, look at this, look at the progress that you've made, this is really worth celebrating, I'm going to email HR, I'm going to email the, my line manager and I'm going to let them know how successful you were and, uh, and that's it. And so you will email them as well and let them know that they've successfully met their goals, you keep the performance management on their file, but that is it, that's it, okay. So very crucial that you follow that whole process and that you have these conversations with them. Document every single week, every single week's progress meeting with them. In a progress meeting, they're going to come in and you can ask them, okay, what progress have you made towards goal one? And then these are the steps you were meant to follow. Have you followed step one? Have you done step two? Have you done step three? Have you done step four? And then on that digital form or on a physical form, you're going to tick it off every single week. They need to know that they, they're accountable. Okay. And remember then after the six weeks, if they've not made sufficient progress, then depending on what your organization says, you're going to do the written warning or the first and final warning, and you're going to give them an additional three weeks. And then after the three weeks... Okay, again, depending on the legalities, because every single country is different as well. I'll talk about probation periods in a minute. But depending on your organization, depending on what your legal team says, then at this point in time, you've given them nine weeks to perform and to actually do their job. You've given them nine weeks, okay, and they've still not done it. Then you can move to the final warning or you can move to termination, Okay. Now I've sat in meetings, I've sat in termination meetings. It's formal meetings. So you invite them to the formal meeting and you have to put it in writing. It's extremely important. You give them 48 hours notice in writing and you offer them the opportunity to bring a support person with them because if they are not expecting to be terminated on that day, it's going to be a shock to them. But also the reason for bringing the support person is that they then they can't make up a story of what you've said in the termination meeting to them. So never terminate someone alone. Always have a colleague with you, all right? 
And never let them be alone either because then they can say that you bullied them or you teamed up against them. It was two versus one. So they need a support person there as well. Some people choose not to bring support people, but then they have to indicate that to you in writing. Okay? When the support person arrives, when they with their support person arrives, you let the support person know that you are here to observe and to support only. You're not allowed to speak. Again, different countries might work differently in that sense, but in Australia, that's how it works. The support person can come in and support there, be moral support, but they're not allowed to talk. Okay. So then you would move to termination. Again, it depends on, really, really depends on the legalities and what your legal team would suggest to you. Now, when it comes to probation periods, in Australia, you get various uh, months or weeks or six months that you can put someone on probation. If after they've passed their probation, then they go basically on that permanent contract or on whatever contract it is that you've put them. It's very, very, very hard to get rid of someone after they've passed their probation period and you need substantial proof as to what you've done to support that person before you can terminate them. And that's why the performance management process that I've just outlined to you is so good. And as well as having those personal or professional goals, which I've mentioned in episode 34, along with the annual performance reviews, which I've mentioned in episode 35. So if you have documented the fact that they have got goals, you've documented the whole process of their annual performance reviews and all the feedback that everyone's given to them. On top of that, you've got your performance management process that you've just followed, where you sat with them and you gave them the opportunity to discuss their performance and why they're not performing, okay? Then, remember, you've given them the opportunity, right? Okay. Then you move to the whole performance management six-week process where you sit with them, you explicitly tell them exactly what it is that they need to do, what steps they need to take. Okay, so they cannot come back and say, well, I didn't know that I had to do that because it's in writing, you sat with them and you did this. Both of you signed the document that says this is what we agreed to. Then on a weekly basis, you meet up with them and they have to come back with their progress because it's not on you, it's on them. But what is on you is the accountability week by week. You cannot let one week skip without keeping them accountable. Okay, very, very crucial. So for six weeks, you sit with them and then on the very last one, on the six weeks, you you go over the whole process. If they need a little bit more time, they're very positive but they, they and they want to achieve those goals but they've not, again, then you can give them another three weeks. You don't have to issue a written warning or a final warning because they want to achieve those goals but you can give them an additional three weeks which is then nine weeks, okay? If after nine weeks they've still not met their goals, then the organization might want to move to a written warning but again, it will depend on the organization. If they're being difficult and they don't want to meet those goals, they, they, they just not motivated, they clearly don't want to be there. After six weeks, they've made no progress. Then the organization might want to move to a warning, whether that's a verbal or written or first and final warning. Then they might actually, you might, then you have a conversation where you tell them, well, it's, it's um, you know, that it's become, it's, it's more formal now because I've given you the six weeks, I've given you the six um, meetings, I've given you the support that you required, but you're still not doing it, which means that you're indicating to us that you, you don't want to be here and that's, that's a really tough position to be in, but I'll give you another three weeks. And then after the three weeks, if they still don't want to, if they're still there, because most people by that time might have resigned already, 
then then obviously you're going to have to move to termination. But again, legality-wise, and before you can terminate someone, you need to speak to legal counsel. It's extremely important because the last thing you and your organization needs is that you've terminated someone and then they go to fair work, um, which is here in Australia, to say that you've they've had an unfair dismissal. We don't want that. Okay. So this is the process that I would that I have successfully followed with multiple people, multiple people. And I've seen everything, everything that, I, everything that I've just mentioned to you, I've seen all of it, from the good to the bad. And I've experienced all of that. <laughs> okay, so um, yes, I know that this episode was different um, and it, it, it was more serious, all the legal jargon and all the performance management and X, Y, and Z. But it's again, what I want to say is that accountability towards your team and accountability for your team is going to be very crucial. It's part of leadership. You cannot get around accountability. It's Yes, we want our team to be autonomous and we want them to be able to work by themselves, but we also need to keep them accountable. Okay, definitely. All right, so... That is the end of the episode. If you have not joined my book launch team, you can do so by clicking the link in the description below or you can join the Facebook community, Women of Faith in Leadership community or you can simply go to the womenoffaithinleadership.com website and go and see what's happening there. All right, gang, I will see you on Thursday where I'll be talking about another Women of Faith in Leadership topic. See you then. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. If this podcast blessed you in some way, the number one way you can thank me is by leaving a review. Your feedback means the world to me and lights me up every single time when I read it. And it makes me want to keep going. So please leave a review and your review will also help other Christian women in leadership find the answers they are looking for. So whether you're on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, scroll down to the review section and leave that review. Then head over to womenoffaithinleadership.com and join our free Facebook community. And I look forward to engaging with you there.